welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, it is Judge Jerry! Yeah, thank you. Oh, and, and I'm really excited today. I, I just flew in, yes. uh, you know, for the podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. Obviously weather. But anyway, I just flew in, yeah. and I realized now tomorrow morning I'm getting up and flying to New York. Yes. That will be the last time I have to take off my shoes. What? When i going through security. Why is that? When you're 75, you got to take off your shoes. You don't have to take off oh, your you shoes don't. anymore. So you know what Mickey and I are going to do? We're going to go out. She's buying me laced shoes. <laughs> that's not a joke. I swear to God. She says that's what you're getting for your birthday. She's buying me laced <laughs> shoes because I don't have to I take them off at the airport anymore. Didn't even know that. I didn't, oh, know, that didn't know that either. I've never heard of that. Well, what do you mean? I, you, no, I don't know. Since how since long have you been I am, Well, I'm Good. 69, so oh, I've got yeah. six years yeah. before I face yeah. that. Yeah, okay. But God, you know, I come in here, and I didn't do it tonight because you guys are always making fun of me, but I come, come in with a stack of emails that we get, or weekly emails, <laughs> and I usually Thousands. peel off one off the top and just read it. By the way, happy Valentine's Day coming up yes. to all of us. and yes. all of us. Maria, uh, what, what do you got going on Valentine's Day? Well, I'm playing a show. Playing I a do. show on Valentine's Day because uh, I'm dating music. Huh? <laughs> oh, I like date. that. But oh. if anyone wants to be my Valentine, I'll be <laughs> come, playing. Yeah, come, oh. Pay the 10 come bucks to get in. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> lines are now <laughs> open. The lines are now open. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are you playing? Thir- Thursday? Uh, Southgate House Revival. It's a, little, it's a cool venue in um, Newport, Kentucky. Uh, really Very great. well known around here. Yeah, it's the uh, spot to yeah. play. And, and by the way, we do this podcast at Folk School Coffee Parlor, Ludlow, Kentucky. We love this place. We've been here from the beginning. And uh, I, every now and then, I feel we should do a disclaimer because if you hear ambient noise, like this place is happening as we do the podcast, so it's open for business. So you might hear coffee being ground in the other room, and there are lessons that happen in the basement. So sometimes you'll hear maybe, you know, the waft of a string instrument from downstairs <laughs> or some singing or whatever. I thought that's so, people snoring when I'm doing my rant. <laughs> no. I mean, that's really other... Oh, well, that's good. I feel better. Well, you sell yourself short because let me tell you, the thing that I've been getting really <laughs> deluged with is this email from a woman from, was it Laramie, Wyoming? I don't remember her name last week who started this movement, and by God, I checked it out. It is for real. If you go to, uh, well, here, let me tell what it is, and I'll tell what the website is. She's a huge fan of yours. She thinks you've been very significant culturally in the United States of America. Oh, man. That you've done so much for the country. You have mediated disputes on a television show called The Jerry Springer Show, which lasted for many years. It's still running. Oh, it's unbelievable. Now, they're not producing new episodes, right, but, but it's, it's still, still running. Yes. You have been a mayor. You was an anchor man. You have a podcast. So she has started a movement to chisel your face in the rock on the side of Mount Rushmore, along with the other four great leaders of our time, T.R., Washington, Lincoln, and Jefferson. Jefferson. 
And I looked at a picture today of Mount Rushmore. They squeeze me in between. No, them or they're going to put me on. An I, edge? I checked that out, and I didn't call the National Park Service. Frankly, I was afraid to. But if, but I <laughs> but my idea is when you look at so stage right. You know, yes. you always do staging from standing on the stage, looking yes. out at the audience. So stage right or left, as you look at Rushmore, there is an open face of mountain. And yes. I think because I know Trump's going up there, but I think he's going to go on the other side. But yeah. you would be there on the left as you Are face they putting it. his face on it. I suppose it was ash. You mean, yeah. OK, hey, uh. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, now. So here's she started this website. Yes. Yeah. Rock jerrysface.com that's the website it's up and we have linked to it from our website jerryspringer.com and what she's asking people to do is sign a petition oh man so you go there and you to sign the petition you put your name your city and your state there why? are millions of entries as far why? as i can tell millions. first of all why would you have to put your name <laughs> but no but why would you put city and state well, to differentiate Gene Galvin from the Gene Galvin that lives in oh, Spokane, so Washington or something. <laughs> anyway, no, rockjerrysface.com. Yeah. And God bless you, Jerry. I, mean, I think you deserve it. Best way. Good luck. That is really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. oh, but who are you? Be. But who are you to say? Now, <laughs> honestly saying, it is up on the website, right? Yes. Okay, on your honor, because you are an honest person. I will vouch for that. I'm a Catholic. Of course I'm honest. What's your question? Anyway, yeah. So you are are an honest Catholic. An honest Catholic. And therefore... Yeah, that's well put. I'm I'm an honest Catholic. So if you don't think Catholics are honest, then I guess... Anyway, what's your question? How many responses? Now, if it's none, if it's one, (laughs) just tell me. Honestly, because it is I up there, two names. has anybody responded to your idea? Anybody? <laughs> not, not my idea. It's that woman from, Lara, it's that woman from Laramie, yeah, Wyoming. It is up there, right. The Lewis is just Lewis saying that. Just so he's looking at it. checking on the phone. Lewis, put your name in there. <laughs> no, he's not going to do it. He knows me. All right, I saw... I only saw some names and then I quit because I'm not going to spend my day looking, reading all these names. <laughs> I saw Gene Galvin. I saw Bonnie Galvin. <laughs> and then I said, I'm out of here, man. I don't, I don't have time for this. I can't imagine one sane person would do it. Well, I will tell you this. Around. We, because we have developed a rapport with the uh, webmaster of rockjerrysface.com. Yeah. So our website is in communication with their website. Who's what? Oh, do you mean the... Uh, rockjerrysface.com. Yeah. I can find out, I can get a printout oh, anytime I do, want of the names who of people who have signed the petition. And I will do that at a future podcast. I By promise the way, it. to add to Jerry's accolades, this is our 200th episode. Are you serious? Oh. Yeah! Whoa! And and, and let's hear it for executive producer Gene Galvin. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's hear it for the only producer, Gene Galvin. Oh, cut it out. Ah, they manage a lot of people. Uh, One one other thing, because we got, by the way, we have Easy Tom and the Black Mountain Throwdown coming up a little bit later. Yeah, we love them. 
Easy Tom's been on the show before, and this time he's with a band and uh, looking forward to that. And uh, Jerry's going to weigh in on this blackface controversy that's happened in not, well, Virginia, but that's not the only place. Come on. So, uh, but I wanted to ask you one other thing, Jerry, and the somebody proposed yeah. that you officiate marriages because you're a judge. Yes. You're now Judge Jerry. Show starts in September. September. Production pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty soon. Next month. And then someone said, well, I don't know, maybe there's some legal trip up to have you officiate weddings. Why don't you officiate the renewal of vows? And that's a whole different universe. Oh, man. That's potentially everybody in this audience, the yeah. hundreds of people who are sitting here with us tonight yeah, they're gonna... who are married people. Yeah, the ones that are here are here because the marriage isn't going well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't ask the question their, how many they of left you their spouse at are home. here with your spouse. You know. Well, that leads to this. So I said to my, my wife, Bonnie, yeah. I usually introduce her as my first wife, Bonnie, mm -hmm. emphasizing that I have only one wife, uh, you as you do. That. Oh, a lot of people are on two, three, yeah. five, seven. Oh. But I asked my wife, would you renew our vows on this show? Because <laughs> she rarely comes to a podcast. And she said, no. Yeah, it's not the well, podcast. Oh, I'm not renewing. No, I mean you can make one mistake in life, but why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, why? Why, why do? make her relive it? Yeah, because I've been cruel. married to her for about 19 years, and she no, looks. No, you're getting Come close. On. You're getting yeah. close to 50. You had your 50. What are you talking about? I got. I got to have a 50 if I'm 64 years old. It's not, <laughs> it's not likely I'm having a 50th wedding but anniversary. You really did. Jean's so, about to get lace-up shoes here yeah, pretty soon. I mean, if you got some lace-up shoes. <laughs> she said no. She said um, uh, she's, uh, she teaches dance. She says, no, yeah. I'm, I'm teaching tonight. And I said, would you do it over the phone? Oh. And she said, I won't take the call. Let's try it. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, Happy Valentine's Day, Bonnie. <laughs> I just uh, see if So I you want to renew your vows over the phone? Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Well, it's not going to happen the other way. I can't validate this because I don't Let's know if, if it's actually her. Well, you so know, romantic. Bonnie. No, anybody could call and say they're Bonnie. Well, it could be. But uh, no, it's going to go. See, she's not answering. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, Bonnie, how you doing? <laughs> hey, you're on the show. I got you on speaker. Uh, would you do, uh, would you renew our vows? <laughs> <laughs> I think she hung up. I guess that's a sort of an answer. <laughs> that's a sort of an answer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Any, awkward. Anywho. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's gonna there's be lots a to do, night. you know. Yeah. There's plenty oh. to do. We don't need to have that happen. Uh, <laughs> Want to ask you this question? But yes. one last thing: You're renewing vows now, and we will have people uh, renew their vows and contact Gene at JerrySpringer.com. Yeah. J E N E is how you spell Gene for that email. Uh, I can attest to the fact that as an attorney, I always brag about this. Northwestern Law School. That's where you got your law degree. That's a hell of a good law school. Could you answer one final question? How in the hell, when my wife Bonnie and I asked you to register a deed for a piece of <laughs> land that we bought in Claremont County, Ohio, 
20, 30 years ago, and I go to sell the property, and they say, you do not hold deed to that home, to that property. How in the hell could that happen? <laughs> I didn't know you were serious about it. Yeah, right. So I didn't file it. Plus, you, uh, you were a little late with your payment. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think I was going to do it for nothing? No. Will you attest to the fact that when I went to sell I that house, attest. a phone call came to you, you were a news anchor at the time, and I said, yeah. could you drive out to Batavia, Ohio, yeah. and fix this? Yeah. Because it was not properly filed. Northwestern freaking law school. Yeah. Come on. We didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't study deeds. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, serious question. Yes. Uh, the governor of Virginia has been, I don't know. I mean, he denies that he's in this photo. Everybody knows his story. Big controversy. Yearbook picture from his medical school showing a guy in KKK uh, garb and then a person with blackface. And then you find out that the guy who is the Speaker of the House, is that right, of the Virginia legislature who would be third in line? And the guy in between the them has been general. accused. The attorney general, pardon me, and in between them is a lieutenant a, governor. And he's been charged with two sexual, assault, se yeah. sexual assault situations. But on this blackface thing, what's your, what's your take on that? Well, being, uh, being a Democrat, uh, the Democrats seem to have a a higher standard in terms of what their reaction is to this kind of misbehavior. And they are all, the, as a party, they're very quick to call for a resignation, to remove the person. Whatever the personal problem is, they're very quick, as they did with the uh, uh, Al Franken, for example. You know, they didn't even wait to hear the full story. Just, boom, you're out of there. So on this issue, uh, having to do with race, the Democrats, at least for the last 50 years, have been what I would say on the right side of the angels, and their reaction always immediately is, you gotta be out of here, this can't be the face of the party, et cetera. And so Governor Ralph Northam, um, and also the Attorney General Mark Herring, both Democrats, both admitted to uh, whether they were in that picture or not, both admitted to doing blackface uh, when they were younger. Um, and, and so there's an uproar, and there's a press for them to, at least for the governor, to resign. He, at least as of this um, night, uh, has refused to do so, so far. Now, let's look at the history of this. The, in the early 20th century, uh, it was a popular form of entertainment, the minstrels. And, uh, you know, national figures would do blackface, but it was, we were a very racist society. And people just did it and didn't think that much of it. That's white America didn't think that much of it. But, of course, the idea of doing blackface and these minstrel shows always had the... African-American looking dumb, stupid, crazy, uncivilized. I mean, that was, that was the quote joke. And the danger, even 
if the white people say, well, we didn't mean it as a, we just thought it was funny. We, we used to watch Amos and Andy. We laughed at the jokes. We personally weren't trying to be mean to a, a black person. That doesn't matter. The only people that have a voice in whether or not this is appropriate are the people that are being affected by it. If a black person says, I don't like you making fun of me, then that's the end of the story. Then you don't do it. It's just like with these uh, mascots for football teams. If, the, if Native Americans say, we don't like that you're using our culture for your football teams because it's a disparaging way to make us look like we're the only thing about us is that we're savages and we're tough and, and we fight and, you know, and the, the chopping the, um, activity that they do in the stands. Well, that should end the discussion. If, you know, it's exactly what you would tell your child. If your child at school makes fun, let's say, of a disabled kid who has a bad limp, and your kid will say, if he makes fun of that child, your, your child will most probably say, well, I, I don't mean to hurt him. I'm just having a good time. You don't say, well, okay, then go ahead and do it. You tell your child, you just don't do that because you may be hurting their feelings. And so it's a rather easy decision to make that blackface is wrong. You just don't do it. What is frightening Literally, this afternoon, I read a poll which made me change the subject. I wasn't going to do it on this. 34%, a third of America, thinks there was nothing wrong with this. Yikes. I mean, let's not even get into the issue yet of resignation. The idea that really one out of three Americans think it's okay to still do blackface? Wow. Are we aware of what's happening in our country? I mean, so you can't anymore just say they're a bunch of crazies, extremists. It's a third of our country. So that's, that's the thing which kind of made me think right away, whoa, I want to I talk about this. So there are calls for the governor and the attorney general to resign. Having said all this, let me give you a little bit of whiplash and why I'm saying I'm not yet certain that resignation is an answer. And the reason I'm not, and I'll give you a, a couple of reasons why I think we have to think about it. I'm not saying they shouldn't resign because we may conclude after thinking of these other things that they still should. It troubles me that something, now I'm not talking about killing someone, shooting someone, but it just troubles me that something that someone does, let's say while they're in college or in graduate school, as was this case, that if you do that, if you have a bad night, you're at a fraternity party and you're drinking or whatever, you do something that is clearly wrong, inappropriate, disgusting, should that define your whole life? I mean, in the case of the Virginia governor, nobody is suggesting that in his public life, in his responsibilities for every office he has held, he's been, frankly, very liberal for Virginia and been very good, you know, for minorities, for people of lower income, done a wonderful job. He's on the right side of all the issues that we care about. 
And so you balance that, and then all of a sudden, well, he did this, he should resign. And then, so if we start making excuses, the Republicans will say, well, we got rid of, uh, rid of King, we, uh, Steve King, the congressman from Iowa with all his racist talk. We took, threw him off all the committees. That's different. What's different about it is with Stephen King, and also, frankly, with Trump, it isn't an isolated incident from their youth. It is a pattern of behavior that continues to exist today. That's different. If somebody once does something that is really inappropriate, that's a different level than someone who lives their life doing this kind of stuff. So that, I think, should be entered into the equation of how we react to what Northam and what the Attorney General did that clearly was wrong. And they said, well, you Democrats, you're tearing down all our Confederate statues. That's different also. Why? Because Confederate statues are there to honor that period of our history. Well, we may have gone through it, and you have, may have had very brave relatives fighting for the South, but no one today can honestly say, let's honor the cause, honor the cause of slavery, because that's what the Civil War ended up being. The South wanted to continue its institution of slavery. We're going to honor that? Of course not. So that's different too. So you can, as long as it isn't a pattern, as long as it's not anything we're honoring, then I think we have to take a look at the whole person. Why do I say this? There are no, repeat, there are zero perfect human beings. There is not a single adult walking the earth today that didn't have one bad night. One thing that they say, oh man, I never should have done that. That was wrong. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I hope people don't find out. So we all know that, okay? I'm not telling you anything we don't already know. Every one of us has something in our life where it wasn't our best moment. Now, in today's world of social media, it is now becoming, and we're noticing it, more and more inevitable that every moment, particularly of young people as they're growing up now and we're looking to the future, every moment of everyone's life will be public record. Repeat, every moment of everyone's life will wind up somebody else knowing it. And what is the consequence of that? We are in danger of moving into the area of the politics of personal destruction. Every single public official today, every public official, local council people, governors, senators, president, everyone is now subject to potential blackmail. We have created a government now where everyone is just one headline away, one revelation, one phone call saying, I know what you did, and you better do this for me. This is the danger of what is happening now. So, yes, 
It is disgusting, the blackface. Understand, no debate. And I'm not even saying the guy shouldn't have to resign if we find other stuff that shows it's a pattern. But be careful for raising your flag and charging, saying, this guy did that, he's got to be out of there. Because that means everybody else has to worry about every single day. When's it going to come out? What did I do? Do I have to vote for this bill? Do I have to give this contract? And I'm not just talking about politics. We're seeing it with corporate leaders, etc., with anybody. This is dangerous. Let's not be too judgmental because we don't want blackface, but neither do we want politics to be the face of personal destruction. Folks, we're going to move on to our music portion of the podcast. And uh, we want to welcome Black Mountain Throwdown. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the podcast. Uh, (laughs) We have Easy Tom, EB, uh, on the bass over there leading the group. And uh, we're so happy to have him back. Um, Being a songwriter myself, I know I really appreciate his songwriting style it uh it runs the gauntlet it's me it makes me laugh it makes me cry um and it's one thing to put out awesome material but it's another to put out uh just a variance of all sorts of different emotions so um without further ado uh tell us a little bit about the song that you're about to play us easy uh, actually, Tim and Mike write the songs in this band. Oh, awesome. Mostly. So I'll let them tell you about okay, it. Okay, good to know. This is Tim's song. Well, the first song we're going to do is called Class War Blues. The title kind of explains it all to yourself. That uh, Where I'm from, I'm from about an hour or so east of here. It's real rural, real country. And uh, people believe everything that Fox News tells them. And... <laughs> including a lot of relatives. And uh, I always tell them, I'm like, that's great, but uh, you need to start reading the news. And uh, this is Class War Blues. Trade my VA pills for weed Which sure did numb the pain That's not what I Slaughtered by an orange clown. And I'm not one to complain. 
Awesome guys, yeah, such a so fitting subject matter. <laughs> Just uh, I recently learned some news today, and we're, we're going to be okay in Virginia. If everything falls through. Easy Tom is fourth in line for easy, governor. Easy Tom. See, <laughs> so we, inter- we introduce Tom at every show as the mayor of the West Side because we know Tom knows everybody on the West Side. <laughs> so we literally we just. Ladies and gentlemen, the mayor of the West Side, so. And that's why we hope he doesn't resign. Yeah. (laughs) We could be in trouble, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Well, where can we hear some more of your music, guys? So, uh, blackmountainthrowdown.net is our website, sort of temporarily, but it takes you to our Facebook page. And we just got to, we put a new CD out. That's one of the songs on it last September called Kentucky Soul. And, uh. We're, we're working towards putting our second one out. It'll probably be out sometime this summer, so we're getting ready to finally go back into the studio and get a little work done. So, Oh, well, we, would you guys go ahead and uh, take us out on Down by the Riverside? Let Jerry sing along, maybe? Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I ain't gonna study war no more. You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.
gonna lay down my sword and 